Welcome to another episode of the Inside the Bull Heads podcast with your hosts Marius and Ska. Hopefully you learn something new, hopefully you enjoy it, so sit back, relax and enjoy. So, we're back, episode number three, who would have thought? Yeah, we don't even know if it's gonna be three or maybe we can misplace them afterwards. Anyways, yeah, like, anyways. Don't this is the debut of okay. the, the bullhead. Oh, yeah. Continue, <laughs> please. Um... So, what is a bullhead noise? Okay, that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, we were talking and we thought that we never actually explained why the podcast is named like this and it's inside the bull's head. We're not gonna go too deep into it, but basically, a bull is a person which, let's say, it's pretty. What's the word? Stubborn. Stubborn, first of all. Yeah, that's an attribute, but in a good way. Which maybe sometimes doesn't end up well, but we go in a stubborn way to solve and to try to get to our goals. And uh, basically, the thing is that the stubbornness uh, gets into resilience, better said, so to say. So, yeah, it's basically a person that knows what he or she wants and goes after it. It's pretty cliche maybe to say that in today's in today's environment, so to say, but uh, I say that it's not. I don't know why, but it seems genuine to me. So actually, we we had a couple of uh, characteristics in common, like you and I from um, the month, which we're born, which is May, May. which makes us Taurus. Yeah. Hence the bull. Yeah. Plus some characteristics like being intense with certain things, uh, uh, being stubborn, right? Uh, again, in a good way. Sometimes it's not the best thing to do. Yeah. But you know, you have to pick up something and run with it. And being stubborn is something we decided to pick up and run and use it in life. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We just try to channel it uh, in the best way possible. Yeah. And if not, we adjust and we try to get to the... Yeah. yeah. Because we all started somewhere, whether training, whether going after something. And uh, at times it seemed hard or unattainable or maybe difficult. But we kind of persisted. We're actually doing it right now. I'm myself uncomfortable doing this, but I'm doing it anyway. You still are? think so yeah um just uh, just focus not focus (laughs) just think of the moment you check it and have also a camera (laughs) yeah 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 we we are taking it step by step you know um but that's that's uh one component of just being uh, this time i decided to be stubborn against things that are not allowing me to let's say advance or doing something that i want you know um so yeah what about you Anything you want to add? Yeah, it's basically just, uh, uh, for me, it's not just being stubborn about anything, because for example, we should also be able to adjust. And for example, if our goal is to do X, but on the way, X maybe goes more into Y, because that's how life goes in general. 
maybe you should accept that, but we should keep the core values. And that's the thing, like just for me, it's having my core values and sticking to them no matter what, like maybe we got actually a saying, but it's in Romanian. I don't know if I can trans translate it well. It's, I actually, it's if I either win big or hit my head into a wall or something like that. And I'm okay with hitting my <laughs> head into the wall. So yeah. yeah. I'm going for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want people to take it literal, like just being stubborn, having an ego. We all have it. And at the end of the day, we had to come up with a name for the podcast that we had to explain eventually. Yeah. So yeah. we picked a characteristic that can be aggressive, uh, that can be quite yeah, challenging. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, so it's just actually taking your ego and put it in use in something that can benefit you, people around you, you know, yeah. so bottom line, probably that's what it is, you know. So basically, if you're stubborn about being a critical thinker, well, you're not going to be stubborn about your idea. You're going to be stubborn about the truth, which is the best way to be stubborn. Yeah. I'd say. yeah. Um, one more thing. I don't want people to confuse being stubborn with, with not being able to change your mind. Yeah. Uh, because this is something we do on a daily, daily basis or try at least. Yeah. Uh, as frequently as we can. Um, another thing I want to touch on, even if you, if you, even if you see yourself in us being stubborn, going after what you want, uh, being relentless in a way, right. Uh, also use it to just develop yourself in a way. So always look for the truth rather than things that confirm what you know and what you have, you know, it can be ideology, it can be the training principle, it can be a relationship thing, it can be a business thing, you know, uh, always be willing to change your mind and put all your energy into pursuing the truth, you know, and just adopt what works, not what you like probably. So, yeah. Okay. Let's get into more uh, helpful stuff. Let's say not yeah, this yeah, one yeah, helpful, yeah. but. Today we should uh, tackle about the, the topic, like why we don't train to burn fat. And after that, we shall get also into why carbs are not the devil. devil. And okay. uh, we should actually love them because they're just carbon, like basically a chemical, nothing better. Okay. Um, we should start with the training part. Yeah. Like what I've already thought about is the fact that I think that everybody that weight trains and has some visible results got into a situation in which family-wise, friend-wise or anything like that with people that don't lift, eating something which is considered less gym appropriate or something like that. And what's the comment that you get? It's okay. You'll go to the gym and you'll probably burn it off. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Like for the hundredth time, that's not the mindset. And that's if you go in the gym with the mindset that you're going to burn the food that you ate today, you're setting yourself up for failure. Basically it's, it's a, it's a bad way to go there. Yeah. Like imagine back in the day, like a hunter gatherer going out and like, you know what, I'm going out today and I'm going to burn what I ate yesterday or yeah. <laughs> the line that I just ate or the gazelle. I mean, um, I don't think it's a worthwhile goal to pursue to anybody. I think metabolic health is something you can pursue. 
it's muscle mass you need to pursue, becoming stronger, becoming more endurant, taking care of your cardiovascular system. That's, let's say, a more noble pursuit. But if you're after burning calories, I mean, when do you stop? How do you decide? Yeah. Do you train more when you eat more? Do you train less when you eat less? Should everything, it's like having a partner, you're constantly gauging what they did for you. Yeah. Therefore, you're going to balance things up. Like, I don't think it's uh, uh, the perfect goal, let's say. You know, uh, maybe when you get started, you don't know. Makes sense. Yeah, no problem. Like, you th how do you get rid of something? You exhaust resources, right? I'm exhausting my resources, yeah. therefore I will Make get slimmer, fat, you know? So, yeah. Any comments? Uh, just the fact that, as we've touched on in the last podcast, or again, because nobody knows what the order is going to be, but doesn't matter. We talked about basically uh, training and uh, because of you putting on muscle mass, you actually get a bigger calorie tank, so to say. So when somebody that's actually fit or something like that, or has more muscle mass than the average person, it's a pizza or something like that. They don't eat it with the thought in their head that, oh my God, I need to burn an X amount of calories after that. They eat it and they just know that basically it goes there in the tank. If there is more space in the tank, basically, if there are more calories left for them to eat, they're going to eat more. And just the fact that they ate pizza or, I don't know, a burger or something like that, this doesn't mean that it's going to go and store itself as fat. As long as we are in a deficit or maybe on maintenance, you're good. It, you don't have to worry about it. Nobody has to go and to burn it off. And even if maybe somebody, that, again, that works out and stuff like that, and they know that they ate too much and maybe they ate too much for a week, basically they're not going to go and burn it off. They're just going to get to their old routine, eat a bit more appropriately and get back into training. That's the best way to basically look at it or something like that. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm aware of some literature uh, in what burns what and how much. Okay. Resistant training, intervals, mm. uh, aerobic work, right? If you had to guess, if, or if you had to rank per minute, which training modality burns more calories per minute? And what are we talking about? Uh, lifting weights, okay. uh, doing some sort of a treadmill, mm -hmm. or high-intensity interval training stuff, like HIIT style. Well, per minute? Yeah. I'd say that per minute, it would be the steady cardio. Just because the hit one, you'll be, if it's actual hit, you'll be working for like 30 seconds and then needing to rest. Yeah. And weights are weights. You don't yeah. to again, work. again, I'm not saying this to sound like a smart ass or something, but I've realized that people confuse being exhausted with being, or being exhausted with burning a lot of calories. Yeah. Lifting weights, most people, like the longest they can go is like 90 seconds of lifting weights. Yeah. Uh, versus just walking on a treadmill. Lifting weights is exhausting. Like you finish a set and you are gassed. If you give it all. Yeah. If you're training at 70% plus, it's exhausting. If you train closer to failure, it's exhausting. Compared to walking on a treadmill or something, that's not a big deal. It just sweats some. Yeah. But 
we think that muscle contraction, like lifting weights, burns a lot, but not really. It's like one calorie, one and a half calorie, you know, per minute versus three to four if you just walk. Yeah. Which is quite confusing for some people, you know. So uh, I'm not saying either person is right or wrong if you if you are for resistant training or if you are for cardio but i don't want you to think that i'm lifting weights and therefore i'm burning a lot of calories than the person that is walking on a treadmill and i don't want the person on the treadmill thinking that the person that is lifting weights is just a dumb person that's just trying to lift weight so when you choose something know what what you're choosing and know why and then decide and don't judge anybody for it. That's it. So if your goal is to burn a lot of calories, your best chance is to do some cardio. You yeah. know, if you want other benefits, strength, and some sort of endurance and so on, you have another road to go. So I wanted to clarify that. Yeah, that's it. basically just using the right tool for the purpose yeah. that you have. Because if you want to look better and you're doing long sessions of cardio every day, that's not really going to happen. Like maybe you're going to lose some fat or maybe not. And uh, you'll look a bit smaller, stuff like that. If you got a big belly, maybe it's going to get smaller. Maybe that's why you're going to look better, but nothing more. You're not going to get bigger. You're not going to get shapier, nothing. So you would be better off with doing some weights. But again, choose the, choose the right tool for the right purpose. Definitely. I think we cannot touch on this without mentioning another one, which is fasted training yeah. or fasted cardio. If I do it fasted, this is not my words. Okay. <laughs> this is people's question. We get all the time. If I train fasted, I burn more fat. Okay. Is it true? No. And I'll ask you to explain why, cause you can do it better. I mean, yeah, of course, you're going to go back and forth. So when we say training fasted, we mention all the time burning fat. Okay. Yeah. Why do people think so? First, you don't have food in your system. Second, insulin is low. Third, you use more fat as energy. The tricky part is it's very temporary. And by the way, the food that you ate the night before, it's not gone. Yeah, it's still there. It stays in your system. Sometimes it takes eight hours to digest food and absorb it, you know? So it's not a miracle. Your insulin is low. Yes. Food is still in your system. You're not empty. Your tank is not empty. Otherwise, you cannot even move, cannot even think. But let's go back to the fat part. There is a difference between mobilizing fat in using fat as energy, which is called oxidation. So mobilize, oxidize. When you train fasted, you mobilize a lot of fat. So you take those fatty acids from the cell and put them into the blood. It doesn't mean that you're gonna oxidize them and they will disappear. The body can release those fats, maybe use some, or maybe use some glycogen, or maybe use some protein. God knows, right? It doesn't mean that you're using fat. You're releasing fat into the system, but you're not actually releasing it out. You know? So, or sweating people... it. Huh? Or sweating <laughs> yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. 
uh, want to add anything because I don't want to. I don't want to go too scienty, yeah, yeah. scienty. Um, so like we lose the point or something. So, oh, so stop me. Just as just as Cass said previously, the fact that by doing fasted cardio you don't do anything more. Like if you like it, to do it. Like nobody blames you or something like that. But that's not superior to simple like to eating or having food in your system in the morning cardio it's not less efficient and also because we've touched the sweat part the sauna lots of people do it thinking that because they sweat they lose fat okay now you lose weight but it's water weight and if you don't replenish that water weight in the following hours you'll feel very bad so basically do you lose weight yeah you lose weight because you sweat a lot but if you're doing it in the right way and you're drinking enough water after that you're putting it all back the sauna is a very good recovery tool but it's not gonna help you lose weight more than proper nutrition basically definitely definitely actually um being in a hot environment is not as good as we think in a way it's got some benefits on heat shock proteins that the body uses, you know, for your mitochondria, blah, blah, blah. That's a health thing. Mm -hmm. That's not fat burning thing. Another thing, even in terms of biochemistry, that fat mobilization and oxidation takes so many steps compared to glucose. That's going to take a long time for fat to be used. It's not about to sweat, you know, take steps one, two, like, probably 50 100 steps yeah. yeah so it's not that easy and then the body is smart why do you sweat why do we sweat you know to bring the temperature down and when you cool down you just achieved another yeah. level of thing like for example you sweat body temperature goes down so you don't have to sweat even more and more and more you know it's like the car engine right yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but, uh, sensation wise, it works. It's undeniable. You go there, you sweat your ass and, and you like, feel light. You can feel pepper, it. yeah. It's very, it's very challenging. That's something we deal with all the time. Yeah, something sensation. that feels a certain yeah. way versus what actually is. Yeah. That's a big one in the fitness industry because yeah. everything is basically based on feelings and stuff like that, physical feelings. So, uh, so yeah, people do lots of mistakes in this area. Where do you think that the whole, uh, I eat something and then I go burn it off mentality came like, even for like, let, let's say that it works for Karen, the lady that does that cardio at the gym, but let's say that Karen sees us a literally big guy, more muscle than the average person. And she still thinks the same, like, where did it all? came off like what what was the starting point for that like you eat something and then you go burn it off because if you go back to hunter caverers it wasn't that <laughs> and it was somewhere in the middle <laughs> actually they tried like... to conserve as much as they could rather, yeah. to, rather than burning as much as they can so somewhere in the middle we actually fucked up basically yeah i think it's about uh reward and punishment you know, yeah. uh, maybe we do it unconsciously, like I've ate this thing, therefore I need to pay the price for it. Uh, and the price is to do more cardio, train harder or something. Uh, 
and makes people feel better psychologically. Yeah. That's why when you don't have the knowledge, all you can do is to trick yourself psychologically. You know? Give um, us an example. Um, imagine if the person that used to eat something gone burn it off. Okay. Okay. She listened to this podcast. It's like, huh, I thought that I could burn the sneakers that I ate or the pizza that I ate, you know? And uh, I thought that I was burning, like, my watch showed 500 calories. The treadmill is showing 800 calories. Like, the pizza's gone, right? What if I told you that you just burn 200 calories? What you gonna do? <laughs> Go cry. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what about time? Do you want to invest your time yeah. burning things that you just consumed? Yeah. You could do something else. Yeah, build stuff. Right? Uh, there is actually a study, I think it was in 2017, two groups, male, female, uh, doing resistance training at 70%. If I can remember clearly, it was uh, intensity was 70%, uh, 8 to 12 reps, 7 exercises per set, quite quite intense, mm -hmm. you know, and then they calculated calories burned, mm -hmm. okay? The highest amount of calories that a person burned was 180 okay. per session, okay? Okay. Uh, if you eat a sneaker, how many how many calories? Are there? Like, 300? Like almost 300. Yeah, 300. It's like... You cannot, you can never outwork out anything, almost. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you cannot outwork anything. But interesting thing happened in the study. Men burned twice as much calories than females. Okay. Why? Because they were bigger. bigger. So the best thing that you can do for yourself, instead of spending time doing cardio or working here or walking there and doing, like spending your time doing something else, Try to get bigger. Get and I know it's scary. Okay. I know it's scary for some people, especially for females. But if you get a bit bigger. Which is going to look better, by the yes, way. Yes. You burn more calories just resting. And you can eat more and look better. Like, who doesn't want that? Yes. So think about muscle doing the work for you. It's like passive income. Yes. There you go. You know, I'll get your rates tomorrow and all that stuff. Yeah. So. This is actually a documented thing. This is not a scam. You yeah. know, uh, he, nobody makes money out of this. You know, just <laughs> get a bit bigger. Yeah. Improve your metabolic health. You will burn more calories at rest. That's it. And if you don't like um, going for studies or stuff like that, if you want to actually like double check this, even Steve Cook had a video like, I don't know, like a while ago when I used to watch more of his videos. He actually got, of course, it was like a strap and thing, but it was a bit more accurate than the watch. And also proved that he ate like, I don't know, like, I think he did the 10,000 calories challenge or something like that, and then tried to burn them off or something like that. It was just Wait. way too hard. You can't, you yeah. basically can't. As Scott said, you can't outwork the nutrition side, nutrition yeah. side of things. It's just basically impossible for most people if you're not matt fraser or somebody that yeah. just does and did a huge amount of work during workouts you should check your nutrition basically i agree right i mean it's a worthwhile investment if you care if you care about time yeah if you care about being efficient that's the way to go if you want to do it to feel better if you want something else and that's for your mental sanity 
go ahead. Do whatever you want. You want to dance, you want to walk, you want to go to the treadmill, you want to climb, do Congo jumps. You do whatever you want if it makes you feel good. So we're not here saying you should do this and you should eliminate this and blah, blah, blah. No, we're not team camp, okay? We are team what you want. You but want be, this, there is a solution yeah. for it. That's it. But just be efficient and think of it as basically, I don't know, an, an investment in anything. Because yeah. I don't think that you want to get your money, I don't know, in a business or in a stock or something like that. That's going to grow like you put today $10 and in 20 years it's going to be 11 Like that's way, that's basically useless. You want something that's going to go at least double, like at least double. So if you're still like thinking of looking at shaking or yeah, yeah, there was also okay. shaking that <laughs> you want something that basically gives you a better ROI on your effort. Mm -hmm. And especially if you say that you got children or you got lots of tasks to do and you got only three hours per week to work out or to do some physical activity, go for the most efficient way to basically be good to your body and stuff like yeah. that. Do it the long term thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, being efficient. This is why we try to nerd out, right? Because if you do 10 sets of shitty exercise, you're going to get something. Yeah. If you do too much cardio, you're going to get something. You know, if you eat X amount of calories, you're going to get something. What we do and why we nerd out is to find efficient ways to do things. If I can figure out a training system or an exercise or a modality that allows you to get the same results doing two sets efficiently, that's what we do. Yeah. You know, if I design a diet from somebody, I can crush diet them and they can lose a lot of weight. And then, okay, now you're free. Then they get fat again. So my job, whether it's design a training program or uh, give a nutrition plans, is to make things efficient and long-lasting things rather than do something unsustainable now, yeah. you know, and then yeah. suffer later, you know. And that's basically like any job, let's say, because we as humans just get better at what we do. We get more efficient at what you do. And then if you get the most efficient at what you do, you can learn others how to do that. And that's what basically everybody wants, either it be like physical life effort or be it, I don't know, being the best cook that you can be. Like yeah. right now you can cook just two meals, but you want to be able to cook 10 meals. Same thing, like you just need to get more efficient with your yeah. work. Actually, that's why we have engineers. That's what they do. Engineers make things more efficient. Yeah. Less waste, faster and better. That's what they do. Yeah, basically. Yeah. How can I design an airplane that can get you from X to Y faster? How can I design, I don't know, a building that doesn't collapse? How can I build it faster? How can I fix it faster? You know, how can I make things waste less energy? How can I need less employees in a business? You know, how can I maximize everything per square meter? Yeah. You know, mm, yeah. and probably we are not engineers. We're not building stuff. But actually, we are designing things that help people get what they want in the very efficient way. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, let's get a bit into the more uh, nutritious side of things. Okay. 
Let's talk about carbs. What are carbs? Why are they so demonized? And basically, just what should you know as a average, not average, as a random person that yeah. just wants to get in better shape? I will start with something a little bit personal, okay. which is <clears throat> in what I do, I wish things were more complicated than they are. Okay, why? You know. Um, because you can sell people on complicated things. Yeah. Right? Um, why carbs are bad? I can make up things. For example, people say this. Again, we cannot talk about carbs without talking about insulin. Again. <laughs> this is already an offensive term. And when people yes. hear about insulin and they're, oh. oh, oh do you want to go there? Do you want to go yeah. there? The fancy words? I mean... <laughs> Mitochondria, insulin, autophagy, yeah. We can sound smart, it's but we we are doing this so we can make information accessible and probably easy. Sometimes I'm tempted to make things a bit more complicated, but I'm trying not to. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish things were more complicated than they are. Things are complicated, but... I don't like when people don't tell the full story. Yeah. Okay. So let's start from the basic. Okay. People are afraid of carbs. Why? Is it because insulin, that's what you hear? Like you eat yeah. carbs, you spike insulin, right? Yeah. Or what? why people are so afraid of carbs? I'm let's address to, yeah. the problem. I'm actually trying to think. Like, they just associate getting fat with bread, with pasta, with... Okay just eating carbs in general because if you'll ask them they want like the average population is not going to give you the insulin argument that's the guy that tries to sell them something exactly yeah. they're just gonna tell you that well bread is bad or pasta is bad or it's just bad if you ask them why yeah i don't think that you're gonna get much out of it okay because i also hear people saying okay i'm going on a diet i'm i'm stopping the bread i'm stopping pasta i'm stopping rice, I'm stopping every carb possible, fruits, I'm not eating fruits anymore, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, why do you think people are doing that? Why they're just stopping to yeah. eat at all? Because, uh, well, it's the easiest, like, let's say, uh, like, we can do lots of anal analogies, like, when, you, when you don't know what doesn't work, you just exclude everything. It's, it's like the bad doctor, you know, like, what medicine should I give you? I don't know. I'm going to give you something for everything there is. And something is going to work. Yes. So... You know what? I will start with the conclusion. And then we're going to build up into why it is the way it is. Okay. Um, if you want to eat low carbs, you can do that. It works. If you want to eat high carbs, it works. But... If you think that one of them is the way to go for everybody, you are wrong. Very wrong. Okay. Because there was actually a study, two groups, high carbs, low carbs. You know how much the high carbs ate? How many grams of carbs? No. 300. Okay. To be exact, 281. Okay. 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 The low carb, 56 grams of carbs. Okay. That's, yeah. 12 weeks almost lost the same amount of fat. Mind this is, blowing. This is not my word. Actually, if we can link up studies and shit like that, we're going to figure out ways to do it. Okay. 
So we're not just throwing up numbers for nothing. So if you are high carbs, you're right. If you are low carbs, you're right. Okay. Don't confuse them for which one is better than the other one, because then you're wrong again. I'm throwing the ball now. Yeah. And it's basically just the fact that people don't realize that by having enough carbs and having them strategically through the day, they're just gonna make their lives better because carbs are basically just fuel for your body and it's the most accessible fuel to your body. So uh, yeah, maybe you shouldn't abuse on bread, on potatoes, on pasta. We all know that it's common sense, like just don't eat too much. But if you're gonna try like going through the day, going through the week, going through the month, training, everyday stress, all that kind of stuff with literally no carbs or very low carbs or something like that, unless you're one of those people that actually can do that and they're genetically predisposed to be able to do that in an enjoying, in an enjoyable way. First of all, you're going to feel very bad. Second of all, because you feel bad, you're going to make people around you feel bad. You won't be able to give the same, how do you call it? Um, you won't, you won't be able to be as efficient, let's say, because I forgot the word in English. And you'll just half-ass everything because you're, you're running basically on an empty fuel tank, which doesn't help you at all. So have carbs before a workout, have carbs after a workout. Maybe don't eat as many carbs throughout the day in general. But uh, this is just another food group. It can't hurt you as nothing else can, as long as it's in the right quantity. Yes. And again, to put things into perspective, right? Um, I'm not saying just eat as much carbs as you want. Okay. Some people have a predisposition for diabetes. Some are pre-diabetic. Some are diabetic. I won't ask them to eat a lot of carbs, yeah. right? Because they have an issue. Their receptors, like insulin receptors, are resistant now. So they have issues, they have high blood glucose in their bodies, and they need way more insulin to be able to uptake those glucose, right? So I know that's not the way to go for everybody, but we need to understand what carbs are and what fat are, and what protein are, you know? Uh, carbs are like, if you compare carbs and fat, okay? Think about trying to turn on some light, okay? You have two options. You have electricity to turn on the light or you can make fire, right? Glucose is the electricity. It's faster and it's more efficient, okay? And glucose is the carbs, basically. Yes. So it goes straight into the muscle and you can use it instantly. It takes longer for the body to break down fat and use them. Yeah. So if you are into working out, if you care about performance, if you want to recover faster, if you want to feel better under certain conditions, of course, don't be afraid of eating carbs. That's it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Like basically it's just coming back to efficiency because if you are in your room and you just want to find your, I don't know, your book or something like that, and you want to find it now, like you need the book right now. You're not going to build the fire. That's going to take you 20 minutes and maybe you'll burn the building off. Like it's really inefficient. Go for the most efficient way. Turn on the light. So 
basically even though maybe you haven't ate any carbs throughout the day if you know that you're gonna have an workout like in one hour go have some carbs you're gonna feel at least twice better than with no carbs like yeah you get accustomed to it because your body is smart and you just get better at <clears throat> feeling not feeling that something isn't missing basically because if you feel bad long enough you want to knowledge that you feel bad basically yeah. but uh, you just need to again not trust us or something like this do your own research if you want to but carbs can't make you fat it's not like they enter you and they're oh my god where is the fat let's go there yeah. or something like that yeah um i was talking to a friend the other day and his mom lost a lot of weight he was like man it's keto bro <laughs> it's magic okay keto all the way yeah if you would ask an average when i say average person i'm not saying just a stupid or a dumb person i'm saying a person that doesn't take fitness or nutrition as a profession yeah right that's what i mean they have their own professions we have ours so a general population okay if you ask them what the keto is what keto does what do you think you would say because sometimes I assume that people know certain things or no, don't, no. and I want to know exactly where they stand. Like some people heard of different diets and stuff like that, and because the internet and like stuff like this, but uh, most of them don't really know the mechanism behind it. But the whole mechanism behind it is just calories in, calories out. So what keto made your mom's friend do is eat less overall, which made her lose weight. She could have lost weight eating Oreos every day if she would have been in a calorie deficit. Should you do that? It's up to you. Do you want to eat cal calories? Do you want to eat Oreos every day? If the answer is yes, you can make that work. So it's basically just yeah, just being. I mean, I know people like to read between the line, and especially nowadays, people say calories in, calories out, and that's the way to go. Do I agree? Yes. Is it the only solution? No. Not really. No. I will explain why. Because uh, calories in and calories out are dictated by other things. Okay? Every second of your life, you are making chemical reactions inside. And those reactions depend on micronutrients, hormones, uh, stress levels, so many other components. So... A simple answer is calories in, calories out. But what dictates what makes calories in, calories out higher or lower depends on other things. Sorry. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I said so many so's. <laughs> um, calories in, calories out work. But how you get there matters. It's simple, but not that simple at the same time. So, yeah. Um, give me like an example or something like that, or like some, uh, some basically two or three examples in which like calories in, calories out works, but it's not the most efficient way to look about it or something like sure, that. Sure, sure. The easiest answer that can come to hand now is uh, thyroid hormones. Okay. 
if your T3s, T4s are messed up a little bit, your metabolism condition in a way changes. Okay. Let's say if you are healthy, you burn 2000 calories. Okay. If you have some sort of issues with your hormones, then your metabolism will change. You may think, okay, I need 2000 calories to survive, but in reality, you may need less or more. Depends on your condition. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So sometimes we assume, okay, I would just give people less, but then what if your body adapts in a different way? Let's say I reduce 500, but your body is ready to handle even 800 calories of deficit. And you don't know that, but you cannot go even lower. Yeah. You know? So sometimes it's scary, but people should eat enough for a while, restore their health, because health and result are correlated. You know, sometimes people are not that healthy and they force the diet more and yeah. more and more and more and they hit a wall and then they give up. You know, so I know sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Sometimes people don't want to eat enough or so on, but especially females, they diet for years and years and years. Well, they're like, and the then they hire somebody else expecting them to do something miraculous when it's not the case. Yeah. You know, what's the miracle? Eat enough first, you know, reduce your stress, eat better, sleep better. Let's, let's fix those issues. And then we have a body ready to lose fat. Because that's a stress. Losing fat or losing weight is a stress. Yeah. And if you are very stressed because of other things, and we're not talking about just daily stress, kids, work, stuff like that. It's also training. <clears throat> it's also training. It's also basically everything that we do is stress. But the way that the body takes it depends on how much of a tank for stress you got. So the moment that you hit the upper limit, basically everything goes into airplane mode or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So if you can see the human body, it's a wonder. You see people with different fat distributions. You see people with different muscle mass. Some people respond to things more than others. Some people respond less than others. Okay, genetics, we know that. But then there are other attributes that you can manipulate in a way. And you need to give people a chance to learn more about themselves. You know, yeah. um, another thing, don't change all the variables at once because you will never know where you get the results from. You know, start with one thing at a time. Maybe start with eating more protein. Maybe start with reducing your carbs a little bit. Maybe start with just keep everything constant and start working out. You know, or maybe keep everything the same and sleep better, you know, because people try to fix the symptoms rather than the real cause, right? Okay, I'm not sleeping, but I cannot fix my sleep. Well, put yourself in the right environment. Some supplements can help, Yeah. you know, uh, maybe you have some deficiency. Go get your blood work, you know. Props to your guy, by the way. And I just had a client that sent me his blood work. Yeah. I'm trying to encourage people to do more blood, blood work because you know what? You go from fictitious people to suddenly have actual data that you can see. Yeah. You know, and especially nowadays, like now it's winter. Most people have vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D is very tricky. It acts like a hormone. You yeah, know? you told me that. Yeah. So uh, don't sleep on vitamin D. Now it's getting a lot of hype. Just don't, don't yeah. over 
complicate things. Give it enough credit, monitor it if you can, and hopefully things will get better. What did I want to go for? It was, uh, what did you talk about previously to vitamin D? We were on the... Changing one variable at a time? No, that's related to that, but a bit more, if you go even bigger image. Um, sent them rather than the cause? Oh, so basically what happens when people come to the gym? They feel basically like shit. They come to the gym because they want to look better and maybe feel better. And you end up trying to convince people to give it a bit more time because you can't really get bigger glutes or bigger biceps or bigger chests or any kind of bigger something without having things like proper sleep, proper nutrition, you actually feeling good and coming to the workout and being able to progress. If those things aren't there, you can't actually get the results that you want to. So like a healthy-ish body is the baseline that you should have. Like you don't just go to the gym and you start straight away going for weights and you're hitting peers and most people don't want to do that and they look better and stuff like this. It's the fact that you should go to the gym and maybe if your personal trainer or coach is telling you that, okay, your sleep is a bit off, let's fix that. Give it time and put your trust into the individual if he deserves it. Yeah. And uh, just know that if your body isn't there, isn't on the baseline, you just won't be able to do the progress that you could. It's, yeah. it's yeah. not impossible, but it's very inefficient. Yeah. Look. I also understand that there are some professionals right there that use these things as an excuse uh, for not being able to deliver. Like That's I understand yeah. people will, I'm not, I'm not losing weight or I'm not getting the progress. Oh yeah, because they, they know what's going on is that, yeah, because you're not sleeping well or because you're smoking or because you eat junk food. Or, yeah. Okay, we get that. People came to you for a reason, okay? Uh, if they are not listening, then I don't know who's to blame. You know, uh, it's your job not just to give a diet or give a training program, but to somehow educate people when you can. Because I know sometimes just come there yeah. or they hire you and like, okay, just give me what I want fast now, now, now. And it there is like some sort of a time constraint. You cannot do everything in an hour. You cannot do everything in let's say weekly or bi-weekly checkups yeah uh, but whenever you have the reason whenever you have the time uh try to provide good information which led us why we are doing this because yeah. we don't have the luxury of time with our clients to sit down and have this conversation and we're just trying to do it through this yeah maybe they will listen to it maybe they will apply maybe they will get to know us even more because you cannot share our time with them all the time. Yeah. We want to tell them so much, yeah, but we so have much. so little time. So here you go. And basically the more you get to know the person, the more you get along. Yeah. It's, it is a client to professional relationship, but also it's a human to human relationship. Yeah. So 
you sometimes chat to the person, stuff like that, and maybe you don't speak about how much should he sleep. You maybe speak about the event that happened or something like that, because yeah. you both like it or something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's actually it's a beautiful job. Like I, I, I always knew this, but I realized it one more time the, this week, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Should we once make um, an episode on what to expect if you get yourself involved in such profession? We could. Like, actually, like, uh, I've been hit up by younger guys, so to say, not the time very old, I'm 22 for those who don't know, but uh, that would like to be personal trainers and stuff like that. And I think that they just went on the gym stage or something like that and asked me about, like, how is it money-wise, also atmosphere-wise and stuff like that. Yeah. So we could, we could. There are, there is for sure, there are for sure people that would be interested in it. Yeah. Another thing also, when you ask your client or my, like, do you have any questions? What do you want to know? It's so hard for them to... Because they don't know what they want to know. Basically. Yes. And I'm not saying that they're not cognitively healthy to know what they want and what they yeah. don't want. There are so much up there and they have a life. Uh, they don't they just want something that works. So we're, we're trying to guess, we're trying to ask, we're trying to, you know, play around and maybe provide something that helps. Yeah, I was actually having a conversation with one, one, with one of my uh, clients and uh, when we went to karting actually <laughs> and uh, he was telling me that Okay, maybe he, because he likes working out, he enjoys the process, but right now, because he, family stuff, job stuff, all that kind of stuff, he just literally doesn't have the time to go there and invest in what works, what doesn't work, what's the best source of information, stuff like that. So having somebody that could just, okay, back to efficiency, mm -hmm. that's the most efficient way to go about it, follow this and that, and you'll get there. It's the thing. Yeah. So let's leave whoever is listening with some helpful tips uh, today. Um, if you don't know what to do, uh, don't overcomplicate things. Um, if you have one good information, use it as much as you can. If you have the luxury to work with somebody that know what they do, do so and try to learn from them. Uh, ask questions. Any... That's yes. a big thing. Yes. Always ask why, why, why we are doing this, why you're doing that, for what reasons. What's the difference between stuff where you're going to see similar stuff? And it's just basically any professional that's actually a good professional is going to be, it's going to be a pleasure for him to actually explain to you because no. we like talking about it. As you see. Actually, one heuristic, which like, some sort of a mental model that you can carry on when you work with any professional. It's somehow see what everybody's doing. If someone else gives you something almost the opposite, it kind of makes sense nowadays, you know? But I know at the same time, people try to use creativity so they can mask not being competent in what yeah. they do. Um, but in a way, just swimming and guess you know the the waves can be a helpful thing i don't know maybe i'm confusing people further so yeah so yeah basically just uh, it's all simple and uh, 
anybody that actually uses fancy words, like too many fancy words, like one fancy word per, I don't know, like per minute, per minute, it's enough. Like if, if you get one word and then one more and one more and then one more, and you're like, what's he talking about? He yeah. probably wants to sell you something. Yeah. Most probably he's going to sell you an overcomplicated thing, which you could achieve in a much enjoyable and easier way. So basically just go for the simplest advice that you got, apply it. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, what did you learn? X. We're not going to do X. That's great. Now we know that not, e not eating at all doesn't look, doesn't make me look better. That's valuable information. What is going to make me look better now? Let's take the next piece of advice that we got. And uh, it's basically a pretty, I'm not saying that you should try actually everything that you see or hear, but if you really trust something and you want to try, like maybe as we've advised, just going a bit lower on your carbs and you see that it doesn't work, try to go a bit more lower or something like that. It's just about adjusting. Like it, it didn't work. Okay. We adjust. It worked. We keep it there. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think we covered, we covered it pretty well. Yeah. Uh, of course, every time I say something, I'm like, okay, I should say this too. I should say this too. But at the same time, I'm keeping my promise and keeping it short. Exactly, short, even though it's not as short and as less, possible, less yeah. complicated because, you know, as I'm talking, I see things and I see, I see molecules, I see all sort of stuff. And I wish I could explain people more. Hopefully we can, uh, we try to keep it simple. And if anybody's interested in anything more complicated, we maybe can talk about that too. Yeah. Right? Uh, on demand. Yeah. Other than that, we're going to keep it as simple and as easy to understand for everybody that actually wants to make a, a change in their life yeah. and to, yep. and to actually do something different. Okay, I think next time we're going to have more chill episode. Let's talk about something related to life, maybe. maybe okay, we could do that. Friendship, yeah. maybe. Something that's going on, ideas, whatever. Okay, we can change Because, that, you know, uh, we did this so some people get to know us a little bit more. Of course, we like to talk about training. We like to talk about nutrition, but we also like to read and we have yeah. ideas and uh, our... And when we meet, actually, we don't speak that much of training. <laughs> yes. We touch it, yeah. but nothing too, too much. Yeah. All right, then. So, hope, hope people enjoyed this. Yeah. I know. We're going to wrap it here. S hear you, or not. What, what do you say, actually? We say that we're going to get in touch <laughs> in the next episode. And uh, just... I'm not going to say try to be a bull. Maybe you don't want to be a bull, but at least, at least, <laughs> okay. I don't know how to go, but use your bull wisely. Yeah. Use your bull wisely. It's going to put it out there in the nicest way. All right. That was a good one. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, that's going to be a wrap. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you've learned something. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Any kind of advice, any kind of feedback, any kind of topics that you'd like us to go over, just send them on Instagram at the fitness practitioner or at trainedbymarius. 
and uh, thanks for having us until the next one enjoy the process <laughs>